Hello and welcome back to Up the Villa podcast. Welcome to our predicted lineup. We have a full stacked team. I am delighted to be on the screen with all of you. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get straight on in there. Then we're going to have a look at Forrest's predicted lineup. We're going to have a look at their strengths. And we are going head to head. In the red corner, argument. <laughs> we have. Luke and Ryan, and in the blue corner, we have Hannah and Justin. Won't we be a full out already... for long. <laughs> no. We have already spoke about the team, and me and Ryan have came up with our team, the team that we could agree on. And in the blue corner, Hannah and Justin cannot agree with our team. So what we've decided to do is we're going to put it to a vote so in the comment section down below, once you've seen both teams, we want you to say whether you are team Ryan and Luke or whether you are team Hannah and Justin. And then we'll gauge whose team is better um, and then we'll go from there. So before we start, Ryan was absolutely fantastic on the match preview, talking about Nottingham Forest's strengths. And we have the predicted lineup for Nottingham Forest. And this has come from the opposition fans who are going to be on the opposition preview on Saturday. Uh, and they have reverted back to uh, a 4-3-3. Last game against Liverpool, they played a five at the back. And I'm told they think they're going to go back to a 4-3-3. There's talk of their keeper being switched up. Uh, so they're going with number 23 in goal. Uh, Teo Awone uh, is going to be starting up top. He played 25 minutes against Liverpool, but they reckon he's going to come back in. And then Alanga is going to go back to the left and Gibbs-White is going to go to uh, the right-hand side where he's playing. You've got Dominguez, Mangala and Sangare in the middle. Um, so before we really get into our teams, I just want to show you some of the, the strengths and weaknesses of Nottingham Forest. So we've got aerial duels, they're very strong, counter-attack strong, attacking down the wing strong, which, you know, from a 4-3-3, you'd imagine attacking out wide, they're going to be strong. Uh, and they're strong, stealing the ball from the opposition. Weaknesses, there seem to be quite a few, keeping all the possession, finishing scoring chances, avoiding being offside, avoiding founded fouling dangerous areas, defending counter-attacks, defending set pieces and very weak at protecting a lead. Their style of play is take lots of shots, long balls, attacking down the right. They're aggressive, rotate their first 11 and playing in their own half. Now, the next graphic I'm going to show you is a new graphic that I found. Um, Ryan knows this graphic well. Uh, actually, not this one. We're going to go to this one. So what you can see here, this is Aston Villa um, touches. So the blue, you can see Aston Villa touching the ball more than the opponents in open play, more than 55% of total touches. So the blue is where Aston Villa touched the ball more than the opponent. The red is where the opponent touched the ball more than Aston Villa. And the grey is a neutral zone. So it's pretty mixed. So that's Aston Villa. So, I mean, you can probably tell by our style. We build up from the back. You've got Pau Torres in that blue area just above 
um, the 18-yard box. You've got Luca Dean attacking down that left-hand side. You've got us getting to the byline uh, with cutbacks and then a neutral ground overall. You can see we're strong around the halfway line with the double pivot. I'm going to show you Nottingham Forests now. So Nottingham Forest in the blue, where they're averaging 55% of their touches, where the opposition having most touches against Nottingham Forest is the red. So you can see that it's not great from Nottingham Forest's side of things. And I think this comes down to their turnovers with possession. They're not a possession-based side. Um, and then I just wanted to highlight this graphic here, which shows the style comparison. So uh, Nottingham Forest style, if I had to describe it to any, is a little bit like West Ham's. It's direct. They play on transition. And that translates to this graphic here, where you can see where they're similar to West Ham. And then Aston Villas, you can see that we... Kind of in the middle, we're edging towards trying to be slow and intricate with our possession. But I think where this differs for Aston Villa is because we're playing many different styles, we can go direct, we can play on the counter, but then we can play possession-based football. It has us in that middle zone. So, good graphics. Ryan, what do you make of, of what I've just discussed? Yes, spot on and excellently presented as well. Um, <laughs> real good, real good presentation there, Mr. Robinson. Um, and pretty much backs up my, my eye test of them, really. Um, the weaknesses I, I had down, down pretty much the same as that. Like the wide areas, uh, defensively, they are they're very narrow. And I noticed in the Luton game that Luton got at them quite a lot in them areas and got good balls in. The Liverpool game, again, for weaknesses, I noticed um, their defence of a counter-attack. Um, a lot of Liverpool's, well, the build-up to most of Liverpool's goals um, Sunday came from uh, winning the ball back and countering uh, Forrest. So, sucking them out, giving them a little bit, stealing possession and, and hitting them on, on the break, sort of playing them at their own game. And possession, the, the weakness is possession. Um, like that... Um, like that image you showed there where they're very blue in the six-yard box, but then the rest of the field is red, isn't it? But they, they do like to ping the balls out to the to the right-hand side, look for Morgan Gibbs-White. And you see on that graphic there, it was it was a, like a very grey area. That's where they look to look to attack. And then I sort of look at their strengths as well before we, we go into this Line-up selection, I look at their strengths, the, the long ball. Obviously, we can be suspected to that long ball at, at times, especially if we've got a high line, ball over the top, and they've, they've got pace on the counter, and then they've got pace on the wings. And also, one of the other strengths that I've seen was their, their aerial ability. Um, so that that also comes into my thinking for our predicted lineup, Luke. Definitely. So... I'll be showing some of the graphics while Ryan's been speaking. They've got a long throw as well. So, again, very airily looking to win that ball at the near post. They've got the big lads on that second phase at the back post as well. But one thing that I want to really highlight is where Aston Villa are going to be dangerous here. And we've seen it from all of these screenshots that I've highlighted here now. A little bit like Luton, you've got their midfield here. You've then got this next phase here where there's space, there's gaps. But something that I was really surprised about when I was watching Nottingham Forest is when they're turning over this possession is they've lost the ball in the middle of the park. 
and they're so vulnerable to the counter. So many times against Liverpool, it was 3v3, it was 3v2s, and this was happening time and time again in this game. And look at this, scrambling around here now. You've got like a 3v2 at Anfield. And, you know, they, they, Liverpool were explosive on the counter, but the defensive shape of Nottingham Forest was absolutely all over the place. And this was with them playing five at the back as well. So you'd imagine five at the back, you know, you've got more bodies, you've got more reinforcements. But time and time again, the ball went out to Salah. He's 1v1. They're getting runners into midfield. So, you know, this is something that Villa can, can really, really look to exploit. This was in the second half. We've got runners again. We've got a 2v2 here. Um, so there, there's big spaces in this forest side that, that can massively uh, be exploited. So before we get into the lineups then, We'll hear from Hannah because she wasn't on the match preview. How are you feeling about this game? Are, are you confident? Always oh, confident these days. It's uh, it makes a change, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think it, this is a really good test again. You know, we're trying to build up this away form now in the same way that we've been playing at home. And I think anytime you can kind of go to a ground like uh, like forest where it's a bit of a fortress the plant the fans are always really behind them and uh they're kind of a not not a derby but you know it's a local team where you know we're we're both clubs that like to think we're we've got a lot of history and there's there's a, there's a little bit behind it so i think it's a it's a good test for us you know i think it's a little bit similar to the looting game in terms of the type of team we're playing in a sense that, you know, they're going to want to protect, uh, I think, nil-nil as long as they can and then try and nick something, um, knowing that Villa are sort of the challenge that we are at the minute. And the fact that, you know, they might want to play a little bit more narrow, a little bit sort of um, tough behind the ball a little bit. And I, I think I mentioned in the match reaction post-Luton that I don't necessarily think we enjoy playing some of these teams that, that set up like that. But... I think in this game, you've touched on there, the, the counter-attack is going to be really, really key for us. And I, and I think we can enjoy that quite a lot. And obviously, when we come on to picking our teams, that will be a big reason why I think me and Justin mm -hmm. have gone for who we have, <laughs> because I think it will be a big sort of counter-attacking game. They'll probably, like I say, try and nick something, quick quick breaks through. So hopefully it's, you know, an entertaining one. We want it to, we want them to come at us, don't we? I think that's when we play our best mm -hmm. football. So hopefully it's, it is end to end and we can just protect um, our goal as much as possible and then be quite fruitful at the other end. Right then, let's get into it there. I sound like uh, Bruce Buffer, the way we go and the way we, we, we're looking at this one. So me and Ryan, we, we've come up with our team and we are very aligned on what we want. So I'm going to share the screen now. I'm going to let Ryan sort of take over and explain our team. So take it away, mate. So, should we start defensively then? You're going to have the world's number one goalkeeper in goal, aren't you? Standard. Yep. <laughs> and he'll, he'll be desperate. He'll be desperate for a clean sheet as well, um, just to mark that occasion. So, um, we have gone for a back three, haven't we, Luke? Of Konza, yep. Carlos, and Pau. Um, I mentioned the aerial ability of uh, Forrest's front line um, and from set pieces, and Carlos will. 
Add to that, also in an attacking sense, I, I feel that a back three makes us more attacking, believe it or not. Um, I think that Luca Dean can get forward without really the the, the, um, the defensive worries where he'll have a bit of backup from Pau, he'll have a bit of backup from Carlos, um, and he can exploit that area that we've highlighted at the start of the show where Nottingham Forest are weak. Um, obviously, one of Forest's strengths is attacking that right-hand side, and I think the protection of Pau and Carlos there can double up. So that just gives that protection as well on, on, on the right uh, for Morgan Gibbs-White. Plus, Luca Dean is defensively minded anyway, being a fullback, so he will spot danger and get back into position. So I think that makes us really tough defensively, but gives us a nice base to attack. Um, we have gone for Matty Cash, not in the right back position, but as the right winger. Um, again, similar to Luca Dean's position there. He has got that license there to attack that space uh, where Forrest are vulnerable. Um, and again, um, Alanga, he's in good form, but you've got the cover of Konza, you've got the cover of Kamara, and you've got the cover of Carlos as well, centrally. So I think that gives us a real solid foundation. And as you move up into the middle of the pitch with Kamara and Louise, Forest have got a narrow midfield three, tough midfield three. Um, they like to sit in there and be a bit stubborn. So I think we need to be strong in that midfield as well. Um, and then we're looking in between the lines, and then we look, we're looking at that lot mm -hmm. attacking, attacking formation now and, and coming alive in midfield. I think with Forrest giving up so much possession, then we can build out the back with them free. But I think when it comes into midfield, I want it to pop a bit, I want it to fizz. And I think that's when we've got to be a bit more explosive. So obviously, with Louise and Kamara pulling the strings in midfield as well, when that ball goes in and, and spotting passes in the lines. Um, you know, the energy of McGinn, the tenacity of McGinn. You know, he's got a record of scoring goals at the City Ground, hasn't he? he scored them a couple in the championship that he took really well. Um, and I just think he's suited to get in in, in that space. And also the, the, the live wire, the lightning, Musa Diaby as well, mm -hmm. exploiting that area. And, and you've got like England's top marksman in the Premier League, Watkins up there as well. So, um, yeah, I think... This is, uh, I'm very, very comfortable with this team, especially away from home and against this opposition. Yeah, me too. Which and we, opposition and we... are we talking about? <laughs> not even Forest or me and Justin. Uh, you can have your chance in a minute. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I really like this team as well because I think when I'm, when I'm looking at Forest and, and I think what, we, what are we going to try and do at, at the Forest ground? We're going to look to control the game. We're going to look to control possession. And we know that they've got a midfield three in there. So how ours works if, we, if we've kind of got that box midfield? And I, and I kind of feel like Kamara's role in this game is going to be more to work in that double pivot with Luis. And I think when sometimes we play the four and, and Cashy's on the on the the right and then he goes forward and then Kamara goes in that role and he's sort of screening. I think it means that sort of like McGinn has to come in there and that's what we saw against Luton. And I think away from home, I, I, I think we're going to go for something a little bit more solid and, and, and we can Structured, really concentrate. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, you can have the RB that can come and make that sort of box midfield with McGinn, Louise, Kamara, and then it can allow Cash to sort of stay on that, 
that side and you know those sort of overloads that he can get at that back post when he sort of gate crashes as well so yeah I, th I think it's a strong team I like it I think we were very unlucky not to beat Wolves to be fair and we went with the sort of like the three at the back in that game um, and I think we have sort of got different styles home and away and I think you know we're going to get on to Hannah and Justin's team now but I think even both teams, you know, are both very, very good. But oh, 100%. Um, we, we couldn't really agree. So I'm just going to like leave you to it now. So uh, the floor is yours, guys, and you can uh, try and convince the viewers on your team. So what, what are you going with? Go on, Justin. Right. He's ready. <laughs> <laughs> first, I'll say firstly, it, it, to be honest, either team that, that we've gone for tonight, I'll be happy with, uh, you know, Agreed. as we said at the start of the season, it is a squad game now. It's not the first 11 game. So these are just little tweaks on, you know, ways that we would approach the game on, on, on Sunday. Um, I go basically, and, and Hannah agreed earlier on our group chat, that we go more or less exactly the same as the home fixture. Uh, but the only change would be Zaniola would step out and Bailey comes in in our side. So the back four remains the same as the weekend. Yep. There we go. With the usual double pivot in front with Louise and Kamara. And then you have Watkins up top. Not got a midfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kamara, and that's it, yeah. And then Bailey will McGinn. be playing. Yeah, McGinn, sort of in the On the left, all right. Role. Well, I don't... I, you see, this is what I don't think it really matters. I would probably put him more in the 10 in this in this sort of formation and maybe play Diaby off the left. Uh, and well, it doesn't really matter, Bailey off the right, Bailey off the left. You know, what the point of this team in my eyes is because... They that you know, look at the way Liverpool. I've just looked at Liverpool's formation, and they went with three up top against uh, Forest in the last game. They went with Salah, Nunes, and Jota. Now, they've obviously looked at that and thought Forest overcommit, which we've seen. They like to counter attack, they like to attack down the wings. So, and we've seen in all the footage, to be fair, like Luke, you've highlighted it really well, is how they do overcommit, and their big problem is getting back in when we turn when the opposition turn the ball over. Now, if that happens. It's nothing against Zaniolo, but I want three pacey people up front against Forest because if we if, if we are going to catch them on the break and they are going to be three on three, three on two, because that seems to be the way they do it, yes, the front three can cause problems for us, Gibbs, White, Awoni and Alanga, but I do feel our back four comfortably can control them. Yes, Kamara can sit back in if needs be. Cash and Dean are still able to get forward almost identically to your formation. I don't see a lot of difference there because Kamara, his game now naturally just sits back in if he needs to. But what, what this does is he doesn't create the, the need for three solid centre-halves to be almost there all the time. It's As so we've seen a lot this team, season. Your team allows for a bit more of this then, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's the flexibility of the movement, really. And and, and if Cash does go forward, Kamara naturally just sits in. And, and But he hasn't got to stay there. And we've seen this a lot at home. And if we are which I do expect us to have a lot of the possession, he doesn't need to sit and, and, and sort of waste the area that he, he sort of works in. Uh, and we've seen McGinn causing havoc as well. And and he that would allow him to sit a bit deeper, which he does when Kamara sits. Uh, not really in a six, but more in an eight slash ten. 
But the key to, for me is this front three, and I think that's where we hurt them on, on Sunday. I think the pace of Diaby and Bailey and Watkins just playing off the last man would frighten the life out of any team. And, and I would think it would really, you know, I think Cooper would have nightmares thinking that if we overcommit here, if we do carry on playing our counter-attack style and we lose the ball, Villa are very quick in transition. We've seen that Pau Torres, phenomenal. Kamara really is sort of the right-hand side of Pau, isn't he? His, his use of the ball is phenomenal. Feeding the ball into Louise, who loves to sit and, and dictate play. With McGinn's energy of getting up and down, you know, he's like having two players, isn't he? He can play anywhere. I don't think he cares where he plays. He just plays. Still allowing the two fullbacks to get forward allowing Watkins to sort of play in within the, the confines of the penalty box and just saying to Diaby and Bailey, just just run right, lads. You know, we've seen the link up between those two since Bailey, since Diaby's come in and Bailey's game's gone up to another level. Um, and there's nothing to say that Zaniola can't come off the bench and, and, and have an impact, which he probably will. And there's nothing to say that hopefully we'll be in the lead, maybe one or two, and, and, and Carlos can come on and we can see your sort of formation anyway, you know, at some point being a bit more solid. Um I'm not overly worried about Forest. Like I would be saying, going to a Tottenham in a few weeks' time or going playing Arsenal City that we've got coming up, I might live to regret this. I don't think they are a huge threat. You know, they haven't scored loads of goals this season. I think the front three are good. I, I like Gibbs White. I think Langer is a good player. Awoni's obviously coming back off, off, off an injury. I think the midfield three for them, I think we can get at them massively. And I think mm-hmm. if, if if Kamara can, if we can retain the ball enough, then Kamara can stay in the double pivot with Louise in the six. McGinn can just float around in front of them. And those three will have their work cut out, keeping though our three quiet, which will allow the front three to run right up top. I think that's the way I sort of see it. But there is no right answer in this. Is that's the thing I think. <laughs> the the only one that has got the right answer is Mister yeah. Unai Emery. He holds clipboard. the clipboard. All we can do is try and get into his mind, which is quite difficult to do. I think. I, I mean, I'll, obviously, I'll I'll let Hannah, you know, give her opinions. I know we sort of agreed roughly on this earlier, but um. I do wonder whether you pair what your what your two Luke and Ryan's opinions are after obviously Hannah's given her opinion on what you think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've explained it well, Justin. I think for me, it was again sort of the same logic of sort of if it's not broke, don't fix it. In the sense that I think again, similar kind of game to the weekend, although we're away from home. I think the the kind of challenge is is quite similar. So kind of keeping that back four as it stood, I think Cash and Dean still have that creative licence to go forward. But the back four, for the most part, in general, I like to keep it as it is. Uh, As Justin says, you know, when we're travelling to, you know, a a Spurs or an Arsenal or if we've, you know, got Man City coming to Villa Park, I'd be a bit more inclined to put a Carlos in maybe and, and kind of shore it up a little bit extra at the back. But I think for a fixture like this, what, the key would key is for us is is having that pace. We've touched on the fact that Forest clearly are vulnerable on the counter attack. Liverpool's front three, we kind of want to emulate that when we go um, to the Forest ground this weekend. And you know, I think it was John McGinn that called the RB Bailey and Watkins the speed demons. I, and it's kind of just stuck with me. I, if you look at the three of them, people probably underestimate how quick what 
Watkins is. But the three of them have that much pace. I think it will be stifling if we can get all of them firing. I've liked the, the Bailey and Diaby link up that we've seen so far. They haven't actually played together too much, sort of from a starting 11 perspective. But when I have seen that, I've liked it. I think um, we, as again, as Justin said, will probably want to enjoy a lot of that possession. So having that extra man sort of in an attack rather than sitting in defence with Carlos, for example, I think just gives us a little bit more fluidity. It will keep the attacks quite quick, quite pacey. And then again, if we do need to kind of get back, we've got the stable structure of the back four that we've, we know works really well. Luis and Kamara ready and raring to go. Kamara dropping into that sort of right position as and when he needs to, to support cash in the attack. So I just think it works at the minute. And and I, again, I don't want to disrespect Forrest. I think they are a good side um, and we'll do fine this season, but they're not a team that I think we need to be really rigid against. Um, I think we'll, we'll definitely um, benefit from being a little bit more fluid, which is sort of where, um, where this reasoning comes from. But again, these are lovely problems to be having. I would be happy to see both teams, but I think I just kind of want to see us go for it, which, yes, on the road is a little bit more risky, especially considering that some of our vulnerabilities this season have come from our away performances. But, yeah, I just think this is a, a good opportunity for us, to, for us to try and test out this front three. And, you know, like I say, if we're a little bit too vulnerable or it's not quite working come half-time, then we saw again against Luton that, Unai Emery will make the change at half-time and we can potentially make a, a defensive substitution. So that would be my reasoning. But again, we're very much open to debate here. Yes, definitely. So what you're saying, Roy, and I think I think our team's uh, the best to you and I think um, the viewers at home should vote for uh, mine and your team's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh, it, was a, it, it was a very good pitch by the blue team, but uh, Team Claret all bang out of order. Bang out. He's kicked us <laughs> out, Justin. That's rotten. disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> We're going tactics, on strike, Anna. You've got to use your tactics, ain't you, man? <laughs> no, well, I, I, I agree. Both, I... both teams are good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. You can, I you agree. can, see, you can see the problem that Dezubi had and David Moyes had and Rob Edwards had. They ain't got a clue how that. How do you they prepare? Henry's yeah. going to line off. He's he's, he's he's rattled them all already, and and Cooper <laughs> will be like on his tactical pad as well, going, "Oh my god, what's Henry going to do, man? What is he going to do this time round?" Don't um, you think though the glory of this team is that we've just got so much flexibility, not yeah. just in the squad, but in each individual player that that, that sits in and plays. You know, you, why I think I picked my team is because I know that. Earlier, Luke and Ryan were a little bit concerned about dropping Kamara in because it takes away the role that he does in the six, which I totally get. I get that. You know, he's a midfielder essentially and he does a job when we go forward. But the, the reason he's so good, he's got that flexibility in his game. You know, um, John McGinn, flexibility in his game. Matty Cash, you know, came as a winger and I think he's trying to reinvent him as now as a, as a, a sort of false winger now really as a, as a right back we've seen Luca Dean probably have his best spell at Villa now um, playing in the left back role and he's been tremendous for us Torres he, he, the list goes on I know we, we, we wax lyrical about him every week but it doesn't matter who we pick whoever plays he's going to be outstanding and and and, and 
the thought process behind the formation and the tactics and the way we attack games we know is solid. And if it doesn't go right, it's not because we haven't put the work in. You know, it's just one of them things on the day. But often I fully fancy us to go and take them apart. I always and do that. <laughs> the cavalry is arriving right at the right moment for us. Moreno back in first team training, which is absolutely massive. Um, I was slightly worried when he was dressed up as that clown, scaring the life out of players like Buendia. I thought, Christ, don't make his knee give way. Um, you know, so yeah, it's great to see Moreno back. I think Ramsey's two weeks away, maybe. So hopefully he's back. And then, you know, sort of mid mid November, we should have both of that left hand side back ready a hundred percent. And you know, we, we've struggled to pick the team for Forrest. Imagine having Ramsey and Moreno back and, and the options that you've got there then. So, you know, one of McGinn or Zaniolo or Bailey or, you know, someone's got to miss out there. So we're going to have loads of options. And I think that's the beauty um, of where we are at the minute. So what we want you to do at home then is vote in the comment section down below which team you prefer. Um, and we'll see which of our teams is the winning team. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the press conference, and then we've got the opposition preview. That's going to be out on Saturday. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. A little bit different to what we normally do. It's nice to just mix it up a little bit and, and keep it a bit fresh. So, um, Hannah, we didn't get your score prediction, so I think I went 2-1. Justin, what did you You went 3-0, didn't you, yesterday? You're on mute. He's, you're on mute, mate. Three, yeah. one, or three nil. Three, one, or three nil. Okay. I can't remember now. What did you go, Ryan? <laughs> Two nil. Two nil. Two nil. I went. So mm. everyone's predicted a win here. <laughs> what are you going yeah. with? We've obviously got to predict a win, haven't we? We need a clean sheet, especially on the road. I'm going to go with Ryan and a t nice two nil away victory. Oh, nice. That'll be absolutely lovely. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody who has been watching. Um, drop a like, subscribe, and up the villa. Can I just do one oh, more wow. thing, Luke, before we go? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I had a, a lady come to visit me in the shop um, on Tuesday, and she's a massive fan of the podcast. They've come up from Dawlish to visit friends, but they wanted to come in and have a chat with me. It was lovely to speak to them, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Sue, Stephen, and the dog, Purdy. Uh, massive fans of the channel, massive fans of, of Villa, and it was lovely to meet them. They're huge fans. They off they, they comment a lot on the on the podcast, so I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Lovely meeting you. Legends, and don't oh, forget, oh, guys, vote, vote for Ryan and Luke. <laughs> They're obviously going to vote for me, ain't they? Yeah. <laughs> they'll be swayed by their lovely potatoes. Free <laughs> Bud, next time you come, if you vote for us. <laughs> cool, right. We'll see you on the next episode. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa.